0: The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. Yes, the in a research partnership with Wits Business School prior to the report, the majority of the surveys conducted on the impact of COVID-19 have been consumer-focused, with fewer than 40% containing questions related to impact or being more specifically Business-related, the South African SMME COVID Impact Report will provide valuable insights, therefore, on the effects of the lockdown based on the largest sample of SMME business owners surveyed to date. This report will include collaborative work with government departments, the financial services sector associations and consultants. To tell us more about this report, its terms of reference, and what so far they know is Ms. Darlene Menzies, who is the Chief Executive Officer of FinFind, who have been instrumental in the compilation of this report, which will hopefully be published at the end of September. Darlene, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome. Good
1: evening, Sir Good to be on your show
0: excellent so well teasers please another report is going to be out at the end of september that it might be embargoed in, in certain areas but surely we want to know how the impact of COVID has affected businesses so let's have a conversation on that
1: fantastic yes i think that it's important uh, you know smes are the biggest job creators in the country and uh, it's very important to understand the true impact that uh, that the pandemic and the lockdown has had on the sme sector and really to understand where the challenges and the, and the gaps are and where the solutions are needed so that we can start to make sure that the programs put together by public and private sector stakeholders can really address some of those challenges because some sectors have really been decimated over this period. Is
0: there hope for recovery in relation to those that have been decimated? Is there talk? Is there movement? Are the institutions that speak to their resuscitation?
1: yes so there's a there's a couple of coalitions uh, government and private sector coalitions that are, are having a look at um not only obviously the, the the micro small and medium sector but also large businesses but to me, without the data and really understanding uh you know where where the you know where the true challenges are it's very difficult to put together those solutions so a report like this really uh, after six month ends you know we've been right through from March to August now. Uh, We really understand uh, across the the different provinces, across the different sectors, you know, where the real issues are. What are the top five sectors that have been uh, impacted? What are the size businesses? What are the real challenges? And really that data is going to to help both uh, uh, the uh, government like the Department of Small Business Development, National Treasury and and, uh, the, the funding agencies on the government side to to address things properly, as well as some of uh, what's being done uh, in the banks and some of the private lenders. Funding, obviously, is a big issue, and, and to understand how to get money to, to businesses in this time when they're really bleeding is important. But there are other factors uh, that need to be addressed, you know, invoices that are outstanding to small businesses by governments and big corporates that could have helped them over this period to survive from a yeah. cash flow point of view. So we want to highlight all of those things.
0: I mean, it has got to be absolutely criminal that a state entity or an organ of state doesn't pay against a, a legal tendered invoice for work that has already taken place, especially in this time. I mean, you mentioned real issues that has to be one of the top issues in relation to work that has done or has been done or services rendered that government is indifferent to paying within the time the contract itself requires
1: absolutely i think late payments are something that has always been highlighted on the small business agenda as an issue that needs to be dealt with right uh, you know whether it's um, uh, national government provincial government or local government so the problem is there's never really been um, a specific environment for small business to, to really voice what the reality of, of, of some of those outstanding invoices. You know, they've spoken about, uh, about figures of upwards of, of, of $10 billion at times. But, you know, you need real, uh, real data, real research. So what we're doing within the survey, there's 35 questions. It's a very detailed survey. And inside of that, we speak to businesses around before the the, the lockdown period. What, uh, you know, what invoices did they have outstanding to, to public and private sector entities? Um, have those since been paid? What is outstanding at the moment? Understanding what their, their, their income is, what their expenses are, what is reduced, and, and really being able to build a solid picture with a, with a very big sample set around you know, uh, some of the, the accountability that needs to be taken. Cash flow um, you know, challenges is the number one uh, reason why, why small businesses go out of business. And late payments are one of the primary areas that, that uh, affect, um, um, you know, a, a good cash flow opportunity for small business. So, yes, it's a very real issue. It's not the only thing we've highlighted, but we wanted the survey to be something that speaks to the real issues and doesn't just start giving stats around provinces and sectors, but speaks to some of those real challenges. What about, you know, some of the relief um, um, uh, relief programs funding mm-hmm. programs that have been put out by government and, and the bank have they been taken up have people applied why have they been turned down um, you know what are some of those uh, some of those real issues because it's one thing saying there are these relief mechanisms but if they're not really being utilized then they really haven't succeeded so we really want to understand have they haven't they and we need to hear directly from entrepreneurs about that
0: How much of what the Auditor General was saying earlier today in relation to how this emergency procurement has taken place and how so much of the money that has been assigned or designated for emergency – I mean, for not necessarily emergency procurement, but also for rendering um, subsidies, if you like, found its way into weak regulatory environments and lack of control in those institutions charged with the distribution of this half – half a trillion that must in in many respects confirm then some of what the report is going to detail at the end of September
1: yes yeah, absolutely. I mean I don't think we're gonna you know our report is specifically uh, um, you know the intention of it is, is to have a look at at, at some of those uh, you know those specific issues around the, the the gaps from a regulatory point of view that is that is providing opportunity for for some you know um, difficult or, or wrong things to happen. I think what we're trying to focus on, for instance, if you look at a regulatory environment, if you look at funding in terms of banks, there's a 200000000000 billion that's been put up by, by government around uh, guarantees to try and help the banks to lower some of the, the, the lending criteria so that more deal flow can happen and more of these small businesses can get money. The reality is that, yeah. that very very little of that money has found its way to small businesses because the banks aren't changing a lot of their, their credit scoring processes You know, it's a a very big change to make. So even though they're being de-risked, they just uh, the small businesses are not able to access that money. We need to highlight that, not not you know from a a kind of a stick approach, but really to say how do we how do we change this? How do we how do we allow um, you know some of that uh, that money that's sitting there that's guaranteed from a government perspective to actually find its way to the businesses that are going. You know, there's a high number of businesses that are that are viable businesses that have, that, have, that have gone out of business over this period purely because they weren't able to be bridged. And, uh, you know, bridging is, is it doesn't matter what your, what your revenues are, if the cash isn't coming in at the right time and you've got no one to bridge yeah. you, then essentially, uh, you know, you, you fail. So the the results so far, and I can't give too much of that out because it obviously has to be um, you know, independently <laughs> yeah, reviewed, sure. but the, it's quite staggering around the percentages of of um, businesses that are going out of business and you know the top five sectors are, are construction, food and beverage, accommodation, hospitality, and tourism. Obviously, we know I mean, mm. that's been a, a big arts, entertainment, and, and and recreation. And then the fifth one is retail and wholesale trade, which is obviously uh, you know quite interesting. So
0: retail and jobs, wholesale.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And from an SME perspective, retail and wholesale. So you know uh, when you start unpacking some of that, uh, what types of businesses, where they are, what are the reasons for that. Uh, you know, you get some some quite surprising uh, some su- surprising information, and surely you're going to come out. back
0: and tell us about this.
1: Absolutely, uh, yeah, I'd love to love to be back on the show once the once the report is, is published, and um, and really be able to, to to look at some of the hearts of, of some of these real issues. And it's really been Funnel. done with the intention of packaging things correctly for solutions.
0: Yeah, everything turns on packaging. In fact, uh, just before we started talking about these most affected industries, and I wanted you to spend some time, even if in a minute, speaking about tourism and how South Africans themselves can resuscitate tourism. But you talk about the fact that this information is not packaged in a manner that is now useful for these businesses. Even these businesses are off the proverbial grid. Some of them are not digitized. Some of them don't have the basic requirements to be able to go to the bank and then satisfy the bank that indeed you are who you say you are. How much of that then can still be part of the training or the development of small businesses to know that certain things are just non-negotiable in commerce? Yeah,
1: It's one of our big focuses, and it has been even prior to the survey I think there's a responsibility on both sides. The funder side need to um, um, actually understand a different way of looking at an SME to get a line of sight of their historical payment behaviours, information they haven't had at hand previously. To you know, They shouldn't be looking at the owner's credit record and understanding whether the business owner's been taking a regular salary or have they got a tax certificate. You know, after six months of, 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 of a pandemic and a lockdown, small businesses paying their staff are, are not always paying their pay, PAYE on time and to lock them out for that reason. Mm. You know, some, but on the, as you say, the entrepreneur also needs to take responsibility, get their ducks in order, have their, 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 their financial um, um, uh, documentation in place. And that, that is very much an education issue which, uh, which we are highlighting.
0: Fantastic. 30 seconds. How can we revive the tourism industry? South Africans, we've got that responsibility. It's tourism month.
1: Yeah, I think every one of us, uh, um, myself included, I mean, I've uh, just uh, uh, with a group of friends have booked to go away, um, um, you know, to to the Kruger and and, and for a couple of days. And I think we all have to support, you know, uh, uh, B&Bs and, and, um, you know, local tour operators. And each one of us, let's get involved with domestic tourism, you know, know, forget about what you were going to spend on overseas travel at this time. Let's you know, let's each take the money we have and, and do something within our province, within our city, you know, uh, uh, across provinces. You know, we, we've got to make sure that, uh, that, that every industry survives. And, you know, the country you know, tourism is massive from a job creation point of view. So, you know, I exhort mm-hmm. and, and, and really challenge every person out there listening. Do something this weekend. Go and support a small business. Go and support a, a tourism initiative. Um, get out there.
0: Fantastic, Miss Darlene Menzies, Chief Executive Officer at FinFind. That SMME Impact Report will be published at the end of September. I think you and I have a deal to come back at the beginning of October and really unpack that report, Darlene.
1: Excellent. Look forward to it.
0: Thank you very much, everybody. That then was the show, the SFM Viewpoint, on Wednesday, the 2nd of September. Join us tomorrow for the last program in the first week of September. Go out there, spend money in the tourism sector.
1: Otherwise, good night. Thanks so much for your time, everybody. Bye-bye.